Trey Littlefield, yep. my sidekick, is with us here today, as he always is, when the Lady Dogs are on the road. We got our uh, dinner at Harvey's, got lunch coming up mm-hmm. at Little Dewey, a, a strong one-two punch, and, and I know our listeners are riveted uh, by how I, I love to eat in, in our favorite oh, places yeah. on the road, but, uh, but a good dinner last night. Unfortunately, uh, Trey, uh, the Georgia men kind of turned into a, a three-point battle there. This is a tough place to play, and uh, Mississippi State was able to, to pull it yeah. out. Good effort, as always, from Mike White and the Bulldogs. And right now, the just struggling right now. It's a long season. And I know Coach White would say this, that, that, this. In the end, we just need a win and some confidence. So hopefully we can get that Saturday at well, Arkansas. you're right. Let's first talk about our favorite subject. You brought it up first, and that's food. Food, food, okay. yes, yes. And, and the best, excluding Athens, maybe the best <laughs> one-two punch in the SEC Harvey's, not Hardy's. Harvey's. Harvey's with a V. Uh, and Little Dewey for lunch. Today. Yes. Is there a better one, uh, two combo? I think other SEC towns have more depth, yeah, one okay. through ten. But as far as just a one and a two, I agree with you. Qu- quality think, over quantity. I think if you're talking about a percentage yeah. of one versus two, just a one, two, if you had to take the top two from every SEC town we travel to, I, I think that one's hard yeah, to beat. Startable's top of the list. Yes, the, I would. Those two now, if, if you had to go one through five, a one through ten, you know, I think they're just because of the size of the town. Yeah. But as far as a one-two punch, Ooh. very strong it, indeed. So. It, it is hard to beat a Cajun-style Delta chicken with, you know, Cajun spices, a little crawfish and, on and, the and side. You, and, and I was and, proud of your, your vegetable appetizer yeah. that you ordered, too. Broccoli, but fried. Fried broccoli <laughs> with bacon bits in there. Very exactly. very healthy stuff uh, for you there. So, yeah, ha- had a good dinner. And yeah. I said, unfortunately, and by the way, when I was on the men's broadcast as well, this never happened where we would have been in the same town back-to-back. It would have been far too convenient for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, again, I know for, for the guys, tough, tough guys just were night. right there with Alabama, right there with Florida. And this, again, is such a tough place to play. You felt like State was kind of backed into a corner. But this is a State team. I got to talk to to Coach White in between our Monday radio shows. I mean, State has beaten Tennessee and Auburn. I mean, that's two top ten teams. This league, hot take here, you you only get it on this show. This league is very tough. In every sport. Uh, So you look at Mississippi State, four and six in the SEC, and they've got wins over arguably the two two of the better teams, Tennessee and Auburn. Uh, You could say the two Uh, best. By the way, Auburn put it on Bama last night. They sure did. They sure did. You know, that's, that was a tough loss um, going on the road in the SEC. We talk about it all the time. You, If you could somehow pull out a road win, that's, oh. a, that's a win and a half or two wins on the road in the SEC. So, And, and coming in here to the hump, one of the tougher places to play. Um, you know, it was it was a good game. Just, just could not. We would get within six. We'd get within four. We'd get within three. And then just could not close the gap down the stretch. Hey, you know, Trey, that's one of the things, too. It's, it's just hard psychologically and also mathematically it's part of the reason it is hard psychologically to play from behind the whole time you it just is. don't have that margin for error. and like you say and is the greatest bulldog ever coach mcgill always said that boy is on scholarship too so if you're down 12 14 when you start making that run in, in the second half and like you say you do get it to six at some point you know the other guy they're gonna make a yep. shot too <laughs> there's just not margin for error. Then, then you start to feel like boy we, we've got to convert Almost every time, and, and like you said, it, would, it seemed like last night we got it down to six, then they'd get a stop, and they'd hit a three, then maybe we put one up a little quick, then they, then they get a dunk and train. Next thing you know, you're down 11 in about 30 seconds. Exactly. Also, it's just growing pains. We're, sure. You know, sure. Mike White's doing a fantastic job. We were a little bit ahead of the curve, played a, a really, really 
good non-conference schedule. Really Loved tough it. against some Power Five teams. Won three in the row in the SEC. Uh, we're a little bit ahead there, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you, you, things can pile up a little a little quick here when yeah. you get in the league play. So, obviously, losing four in a row sounds really bad, but those are four really really good teams oh, yeah. that you've lost. To. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing too. As I said, that like the losses to Tennessee and Florida by no means bad losses. We all know that, but yeah. what you feel like missed opportunities. And yeah. because you know at some point you just look ahead and you think about a trip to a place like Starkville, uh, even this weekend going to Fayetteville, you know how tough that's going to be. And I know that was one of the things with Coach White, too, that these wins in this league, no matter the sport, are just so precious. And like you said, we are so far ahead of the curve. Uh, one, of, one, of my, one of my famous group texts that, that I always <laughs> like to, to talk about with a bunch of football and tennis lettermen on there, uh, when, when we came up short against Alabama, golly, just disappointing. Go, All right. Let's keep in mind, two years ago, we went 1-18. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just, two years ago, could you point. picture us being up 17-2, to two, <laughs> being up 20 <laughs> against Alabama, having a chance to beat Tennessee on the road at Florida two years ago when we were – yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. So, it's, it's, it's like you said, the growth pains. One thing I really like about this men's team, too, a young backcourt that could really be cornerstones of this program in the next few years and Silas Demery and Blue Kane. Oh, yeah. I love both love of their games. Love to watch them play. Yeah. And what I love about this team is what's coming in next year Oh yeah, with those guys. And so, like you said, we're laying down the foundation a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, you know, I think we're going to get out of this little slump we're in and, yeah. and have, a, have another good year and, and look forward to next year as well. All right, Lady Dogs playing at the hump tonight. We're watching the Georgia women shoot here. It's been a tough go but got a very nice win on Sunday and now trying to make it two in a row against a hot Mississippi yeah. State team that's won four straight. MSU, speaking of beating top teams, the Mississippi State women have a win during that streak over the reigning national champion, speaking of good places to eat, the LSU Tigers, Baton, Baton Rouge. <laughs> that's best number food. two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's number one. That's for depth. For depth. Yeah, for depth. For depth, number one. Yeah, so a good challenge here, but uh, for the Georgia women, Last Thursday, we lost to Tennessee, but my goodness, we had been struggling to score and saw some shots go in. Oh, and were able to carry that over to Sunday. And, uh, and I know for Coach Abe, who's doing a, a really good job here building things, took us to the tournament last year, got a very good class coming in next year. It, it just felt good. And I was so happy on Sunday uh, because th- this league, Trey, in any sport, and my goodness, we've been on both sides of it for, for every sport. And when, when you're on top, Enjoy it. That's always my oh, advice to yeah. to our our quote unquote rival announcers and, and people in the business. Hey, when you're winning, enjoy every second because this league is unforgiving. And I've told this story so many times. Last year, at one point, our our baseball team. Good gosh, we were sitting there in the league. I think before we swept a doubleheader from Kentucky, I think we were one and nine. And I had someone ask me, he said, well, what's going on with the base play? I said, I had a tough schedule, you know. Now it's five of the last six national champions, five different wow. schools coming to the SEC. Wow. And I said, you know, I said, the thing is, I said, we've got a good team. I think we're like the 30th best team in the country. The problem is that right at that point, it's like 13th in the league. And sure enough, I looked at our RPI then was 34th. So I look at our women's team. We've got a good team, but when everybody you play is good, going through growing pains and, and when you've got younger players that are out there it's just tough and there's there's only two things you can do a you got to fight through it and then b at some point you just, you got to win yeah that's exactly. the only way to get and it, through it was it. so good to get a win oh god it felt Sunday. great and you never know in basketball the game of runs you get a win maybe you could put together two or three yeah, you know it, back, it just, back to back but it was so good coach abe's teams are always 
known for playing really good defensive sound basketball. So it was good to see, you know, all year we've played pretty pretty well uh, defensively. But it's good to see the last two games scored 73 and 72, our two highest scoring games Put in SEC play. In the basket. I, I like to score points. So I that, do too. So that was fun to watch. Yeah, my, my all-time team, I think I'd have Magic and Michael in the backcourt, Will to the center, Dr. J and Bird would be my yeah. forwards. I, I, I'd that's score pretty sad. score about 200 I'd put Dance for Littlefield back there somewhere. Well, but. I thought you put us with, with MJ, Magic, and, uh, and Will. I think we'd be we'd all still right. win, I think, with the two of us yeah. there. Now, we're coming up on that time, Trey. Uh, softball actually opens up tomorrow, and Georgia baseball running a great promo there. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah. I'm so pumped for Coach Johnson, Wes Johnson, opening day for Georgia baseball coming up Friday, February 16th. By the way, Emily's birthday is the 18th. She always loves it. Her birthday is around opening day in the middle of basketball, too. Yeah, so loves it. She shunned. No attention. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you make up for it. Uh, uh, Emily, you listed. <laughs> More on that later. Um, right. but, uh, but, but yeah, so excited for that. And what we get into, and, and I'm going to do the, the Athens CVB here, we will have at that point 14, 14, one, four different sports competing. Wow. And every school around the SEC is like that. So you got baseball, softball, gymnastics, tennis. and equestrian. You got both tennises, yep. both tracks, both basketballs, both golfs. And both swimmings, men's and yeah. women's. So that's 14 sports. I will just say again, that is – and again, Georgia football has been the center of my universe since I can remember. But this is pretty fun. It's it a is, fun time of it, year. It is, it's hard to beat when you get to that mid-February, late February. And, and I will tell you as well, and I've got a lot of friends who own restaurants and run restaurants and work in restaurants, for the restaurants around Athens, it's honestly – at times even busier this time of year because when you think huh. about it, and I was talking to my buddy Chris Lloyd who owns Hilltop Grill and Marker 7, of course, do the Bulldog Brunch from the Hilltop Grill. We were just talking about this, and you think during, during football season, so many people, you think about this, well, I've got my routine. This is what I'm doing on game day. This is what I'm doing on Friday nights. And it might mean, especially as you get older, cooking out because maybe yeah. you don't do the – and you've got your same tailgating spot you've been going to since Herschel was playing. And you do that so you, you – there's for the you know hundred thousand people that are in town. So many have their routines, but when we have these weekends, when you do have basketball and baseball and tennis going on, it is just so fantastic. There's so much to do, and the other good part about it, I think. You know, whether you live in Athens, you think about with you, you've got your little boy Jack and Sarah. It's not overwhelming to say, all right, let's go out to dinner and get something. Like sometimes I get it football. It can be intimidating to yeah. think about maybe to go out. But just the vibe in Athens. So I'll always tell for our dog fans out there, Georgia fans, just pick you out a weekend, basketball, baseball, tennis, two or three of them are at home. Just come on up and enjoy. Go, go watch them all play. It's awesome. Well, I'm telling you, some of my, my favorite days, you know, I do a lot of – and a lot of tennis matches are sitting up on that deck at tennis yes. and then watching baseball and just texting with you back and forth like, hey, we're up a break on court two. Uh, yes, we're, you do a great yeah, job. We're coming back here. How's baseball doing? And, you know, and kind of watching both sports at, at one time. And it's I don't know if there's a, a, a better scene in, in college athletics. Than that. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> then, spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I gave the live report to the great Bill Shanks on, what's today, Thursday? I get, Tuesday. It, it, it's Thursday, yeah. It yeah. is Thursday. Yeah. I get confused off. You know, I'm getting up there in age now. <laughs> 
Well, we have to keep you straight. With a, a tremendous comeback win for the Georgia men's tennis team over Tech, Ugh. Manny Diaz, 37-1 and against the enemy. That's pretty stout. <laughs> That's pretty stout. And it was looking bleak. Uh, we were down 2-0. We're losing on court 4 7 5, five two. And, you know, I'm sitting there, well, it's just, well, you know. It's, it's just a young team. Just a young team. And then yeah. we started just hang around, hang around. We, we hung around and just started coming back and winning. And wound up winning the thing 5-2. I actually, incorrectly, initially, I reported Georgia wins 4-2. That was the clincher. I did they too. play it out I on don't court feel four. Bad. And then we I win 5-2. I n- never let the details get in the way of a good story. <laughs> But that that was great to see. Had a great crowd out there. And, again, that's just another uh, just great example of how this time of year is so wonderful. And, plus, I get it. It's still cold. I talked to Emily. She took Alvis and heard me out this morning. It was 38 degrees. That sun gets shining in the afternoon. You get in the Ooh. 50s. You could just feel it. And when you hear the, the bats start and it, it, pinging, it's start close. It's starting to stay lighter it's a little cl- longer. A little long. A little bit longer. We're getting to 6 o'clock longer. now. It's getting yeah. close. Getting yeah. close. All right, Trey, let's talk a little Super Bowl coming up here. And uh, these are the teams. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs have been the gold standard in the AFC. Yeah. I just say astounding. Six straight AFC championships. Unbelievable. Games. And the Patriots have been in eight straight. And they, they crossed over in 2018. So it's basically Mahomes and the Chiefs have just picked right up where Brady and the Patriots did. And then for San Francisco, four out of five trips to the NFC Championship game, their second Super Bowl appearance. Of course, the Chiefs beat them. We were right here in Starkville we where that game was played. We, we saved sure up some snacks for the Super Bowl. <laughs> we did. We sure did. And, and enjoyed uh, yeah. enjoyed watching that at the, in our hotel room, just yeah. watching that Hey, and Super I'll tell Bowl. you this, Super Bowl Sunday, 12 o'clock tip. That's right. Coliseum. Get out there. Look, we'll, he's, a, he's a promoter. We'll be, we'll be honoring the 1999 We're going to party dun, 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 like it's 1999 dun, 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 at Stegman Coliseum. Yep. You, there's still tickets available. You're going to introduce the team at halftime. It's been 25 years. Uh, our women's basketball team made their fifth Final Four appearance. Uh, a lot of great players 25 on that team. years ago. That's a 12 o'clock tip. And then – we're going to get home. We're going to watch the Super watch Bowl. The Super watch Bowl. the Chiefs and Niners. That's a, a great Sunday well spent. Were, were you surprised? And, and, again, none of us are questioning Las Vegas. They're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas is they winning. They know a few things. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're way ahead. Were you surprised the Niners were favored in this thing simply by I, looking at the quarterback matchup? Yes. Yes. Nine times out of ten, the team with the best quarterback is going to win the game. And the Chiefs have the best quarterback. So, I was shocked to see that line. So uh, what that's telling me, and, and Trey, just for background here, Trey worked for the Denver Broncos. Right? He he and John Elway and Terrell Davis Good are, friends. yes, yeah. v- virtually credited <laughs> with with the reason for the Bronco dynasty. Of the hey, back to back championship. Same birthday as John Elway. See, there you yeah. go. The Not same year, seven. same birthday. Yeah. So you know, with, you know, with with your background in the NFL and Elway, he was my favorite quarterback. But I just oh, look yeah. at this. I, I'm sitting there saying, Vegas to me is telling us that the 49ers are going to win this game. But then at the same time, and look, hey, Brock Purdy, he made the plays. When he's been on, he's great. But when he struggles, when he's off, off, he's I, off. He's way off. Yeah. I, I would just have a hard time if I was sitting at that window in Sin City. Ooh. Said, Trey, I got Jack's $10 for his college fund here. <laughs> <I would> have- <laughs> Slapping it down. I would just have a hard time. Even though Vegas is telling me, they're telling you with that number, the Niners are going to win this game. I would have a hard time going against Mahomes. Third straight game as an underdog, by the way. So I'm just what's saying, his record in those games? I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just saying, it, it, it's just like it was with Brady and the Patriots. Pick against them at your peril. And I can tell you, there were times when we'd have our pool with my buddies, 
and I almost always went with I'd, I'd pick against them. I'm, in fact, I took well, the Rams when the, the Patriots beat them 13 to three in our pool winner take off for lunch at Hilltop Grill. And I'm sitting there going, I thought, well, the Rams, yeah, they're favorite. They, they're, they do this better, they do that better. And then Brady's doing the same, going, why in the world well, did I pick against this guy? And, and I just feel like that there are going to be people who take the Niners and Mahomes starts working his magic. You're going to be saying, underdog three straight Why games? did I pick against Mahomes? this guy. Well, all, all year long, I, not, not that I pulled against the Chiefs. I'm like, all right, I'd like to see the Bills do it. I'd like to see yeah, this team to see beat Buffalo them. I'd like to see get in. And every single time, <laughs> Mahomes broke my heart. So I'm not – I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So that worked out. I love that Buffalo, that that wound up, that playoff game was played on the Monday afternoon yeah. because of the weather. And I, I, just, I really thought that was Buffalo's chance. I did too. And you know what? It's just when you play a team like the Chiefs, I don't care what the sport is, we're watching women's basketball, South Carolina and women's basketball. You play the dogs, Alabama, and football. When you get that opening – you better take advantage. And I just go down to the Bills, what turned out to be their last drive before they missed the kick. They're second and nine. And I, I get going for the gusto, but the way that clock is going, Josh Allen had a wide-open receiver underneath to get the first down, probably gets you between the 15 and the 10. You work some more clock. He chose to take the shot at the end zone, got greedy, mm, yep. incomplete, incomplete, and then trying to kick, what was that, a 46-yarder? Yep. And that wind – and that kind of weather, I mean, once a win got out of that, I don't, I don't blame the, the kicker bass for that. I mean, that's a brutally tough kick in those conditions. But, but that was just one. And I know fortune favors the bold. Josh Allen will probably look back on that the rest of his life and say, I should have thrown underneath yeah. and taken the well, safe route. Well, and the Bills just had way too many things go go against them. And that, injuries, mm-hmm. th- things like that that just did not work out for them against the Chiefs. So so Chiefs and Niners, here we Chiefs are. Chiefs and Niners, here we go. Do you think let, – let's talk about scheduling here for a moment. It's always a popular topic, and with basically every game being streamed out there. One of the things I did like during COVID with the schedule, when the, the NBA and NHL, they started playing games on weekdays in the afternoon. Like, yeah. This was great. I and you think that. back uh, uh, way back when, kids, you know, back in like the 50s when – we went by horse and buggy and everything. Yeah. Baseball games used to play in the daytime. I, I just think, and I think back, the son of a legend has walked in, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Patrick Felt, <laughs> the great Claude Felton son. And, when, and Patrick works here at Mississippi State, by the way. But when I, I think about, you know, those times and certainly that Bills game, I, I, I think to me the NBA, the NHL, they should have a game at 4 o'clock on a weekday. Every day. I think it would be great. That's, you're getting home from work, kids getting home from school. you got a game on the late afternoon. I think it would be great. Oh, man. But some of my favorite memories were, were coming out from school and watching the Cubs on uh, of WGN. Of oh, WGN. At, at Wrigley yeah. Field. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned, uh, speaking of baseball, you mentioned Georgia baseball, Wes Johnson playing those midweekers at, at 3 o'clock. Now, in the I love afternoon. it. I love that. I love it. It's good for our players, too. Yeah. You'll be out there in the sunshine. So, yeah. we've, we've talked about this as well for – any basketball, we'll just say Georgia basketball. I, I would like a 6 o'clock start time yep. for midweek games. I, I just think that now, and again, I, when I started dating Emily, my wife has a grown-up job. She's a teacher. And realizing that, yeah, not everybody is up. You know, I get off the air at 9.30, you know, go get something to eat afterwards, get home at 10.30. Now, people who have grown-up jobs unlike well, us, who yeah. have kids, and now you, you've, you've got one and one on the way. Congratulations. Thank you. And Thank you. You 
it's about when you get home. So to me, starting at six, I think, would help the crowds. Well, <laughs> having a kid, our first kid, 14 months old, really opened our eyes to a lot of things. And honestly, one of those things was how to plan out your bedtimes. And mm-hmm. and when you're looking at the schedule and you have a 7 o'clock game on a Thursday night, right? that's really tough. If you've got a kid, you know, either, either school age or under five years old, and you're, you know, like Jack goes to bed at like 7.30. Mm-hmm. And so if, if the game starts at 7, there's no way we're going to, you know, my family's going to sure, make it to that sure. game. So, so, so certainly some merit in, into looking at going at 6 o'clock and uh, going and a little the, bit earlier. And the thing, too, with the with the games, all all these games are streamed now, too. They so are. Well, for, for, for TV, we do this and that for TV. And, and I think, too, I know I, I don't think anything just start past seven local time. Like last night, the men's game, Georgia-Mississippi State, that game tipped off at 9, nine east. east. That's that's late. Well, and you notice the, we were watching on television. Yeah, it was a lighter and, and, you know, this, this is a great arena, great, great. basketball uh, you know, environment, great fans. Great support. history, yeah. Uh, and they had a pretty good crowd, but there were some empty seats yes. here. Even 8 o'clock central time, you're getting in at 10 o'clock by the time the game's over. You're getting home by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. That's just too late yeah. on a school night. It is. It, it, it's tough. Yeah. So, and, and I get – TV needs to fill the, the programming oh, yeah. hours, but at the same time, part of why the SEC network was put together was to capture the passion of the fan bases. And when you have these later, or how about like when our men were at South Carolina, it was a nine o'clock tip <laughs> for Georgia and South Carolina. It seems Carolina. like our men have a lot of nine o'clock tips. A lot tips. of nine o'clockers. Yeah, those are some late nights. That's, you know, you and I talk, if we could have every game at about 11 a.m., <laughs> two guys working in sports, let's let's go to the game, let's get it done, let's go home. Be done for lunch. <laughs> I do like that baseball's uh, crank it up at, at three o'clock yeah, and speak it up. We're, we're sitting right next to, to Duty Noble oh. Stadium here, one of the the great palaces of college baseball. The Bulldogs will be coming out here for baseball in early April. And in this league in baseball, I mean, the SEC is strong in everything, but, but with opening day coming up a week from tomorrow, I, I, I think about this. Five of the last six national champions mm-hmm. from the SEC, five different schools. You're talking yeah. about Vanderbilt, Florida, LSU. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU. And a sixth in there, Arkansas, lost in the final, nearly had it. So you're talking about six different schools in it. And we've had SEC versus SEC in there. You've had Florida, LSU, LSU, Florida. So you've had these Mississippi State and Vandy. So I think, what, over the past 12 World Series, we've had, I think, nine Nine. of the spots in the finals and one five. I mean, it's it's, it's just incredible how hard this league is. Jeff, I was sitting there looking at um, preseason rankings and looking at the SEC – baseball, preseason standings, all that stuff, trying to pick out a team, the weakest team in the league. I have no idea. I mean, what what did you say, eight teams within the top 15? Yeah. That's absolutely unbelievable for a conference. It looks down that we've only got six in the top ten preseason this year. Uh, Last year we had had seven. Just a down year. Well, and then the thing that happens, I I say I love it. It's funny to be in the polls. Then once you get into league play, you'll see, let's say right now, LSU's three and Florida's six. Yeah. So let's just say they play each other. And somebody's got to lose when they play. So you'll see these teams that come in with, with the high rankings and you get in the league play. Well, again, 
somebody's got to lose these games. Yeah, somebody has to. See them fall out. Then then you sit there and think, like, oh, my gosh, I might be a, a mid-major who has a great year that, that gets to host. And then, oh, great, I get, uh, you know, Mississippi State is a two-seed coming to my yeah. place or something like that. But but the league is just so, Man, so we, tough. We see the strength of the SEC, obviously, in football every single of year. Of course, yeah. I think right behind football, you see the strength of the SEC in baseball. Oh, I think it's the hardest you, you, sport. You're in. And I think it's way out. harder in football. I think it is, too. I top to bottom. There's just more, more quality teams. It, it, is, it is unbelievable. I know, I know football, baseball, women's basketball is usually good. Um, no, so, just yeah. about every sport. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it – Men's hoops, too, it's interesting. We talked with Trey Littlefield from the Georgia Sports Information Office. I, I've seen the different brackets where you, you've had as many as eight or nine SEC teams getting into the tournament. And not that long ago, the league was really down. It yeah. is incredibly strong right now. Oh, and, and a lot of times, if Kentucky's not vintage Kentucky, people say the league's down. Well, I think enough people are by that now. Tennessee's really good. Auburn's really Alabama. good. Alabama's really good. And, of course, Kentucky's Kentucky. They're always going to be there. But this league is really, really good. It's a little bit tougher for Kentucky maybe than it used to be. Exactly. It really is because from top to bottom, there's a lot of good teams. Well, And the thing, too, with, with Kentucky – there, there would, and I think about just in my life, as I always say, and people can figure out why well, sports began in 1980. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, but anyway, just for me in my lifetime, or, you know, you go back to the late 70s, well, well, Tennessee would have a great team one year. Alabama would have a great team one year. Certainly LSU would have a great team. But there wasn't that consistent team really until Billy Donovan in Florida. Hmm. And, and you talk about Kentucky. This is a f- program that has more – SEC championships than the rest of the league combined. We're talking about regular seasons in the tournaments. So I think for Kentucky fans, you know, well, they, you know, Final Four bust, and, and yeah. obviously they expect to win the SEC in the SEC tournament. So even if they have a really good team, I just think for a lot of their, their fans that are, you know, like us 50 year olds there, 51 to be exact, you're 35, not age 36. 36. <laughs> but for those fans who are used to, say, going, I don't know, 17 and 1, 18 and 2, depending on how the format was in the league. That, yeah, you might go 13 and 5 and still have a great and team. And still have a really good team. But Kentucky, they're not used to losing five conference no. games. <laughs> you know, isn't it fun to watch? Oh, my gosh. That, that fan base, I just always say, just pick whoever you think the most obnoxious football fan base is. Pick the second one, the third one, and the fourth one. You might even say Georgia, Alabama, Florida, whatever. Add them all up, and that's Kentucky. Hoops. <laughs> that's right. Because they have that. Uh, that Catlanta, baby. Cat- we used to go to Atlanta oh, for the SEC gosh. tournament. The Big Blue Nation was out in full force. And they called uh, it Catlanta. Catlanta. We had what? Those great games between uh, Kentucky and Arkansas uh, split right down the middle. Absolutely. Or Kentucky and Florida. Yeah. I remember yeah, they were there when, uh, when Tubby was at Kentucky, and we were over there. We had a, a pretty good team, and. Uh, we're over there, and all the Kentucky fans, their T-shirts just said, here to win again. <laughs> Welcome to, to Catlanta. Like, oh, my god! And gosh. you know what? Most of they the time won. they did. They, they won. Did. They won there yeah. in Catlanta. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, Trey. Uh, you're, here we go. You're a regular with us on the road. Yep. Again, you got $10 for Jack's college fund out there. We're going to let it ride. No, no betting. Going to the window <laughs> in Las Vegas there. Nope, nope. Niners favored by two and a half. Who are you taking Sunday? I'm taking Chiefs. I think so. I'm taking Chiefs. Okay. Yep. 
Jack pulling hard for the Chiefs. He, he loves. Well, he, he's a big. Jack's a big Dolphins. Big fan. Dolphins fan. We put okay. on a Dolphins game. He he is focused. Locked on that in game. on yeah. that. Yeah, he was born in Florida. Loves Miami. Loves the Dolphins. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're we're pulling for the Chiefs on Sunday. All right. So future yeah. Bulldog third baseman and in middle That's linebacker right. Jack Littlefield. That's Trey, right. I appreciate the time appreciate as always it, as our uh, great sidekick here on the the Super Stations, and hopefully our. Lady Dawes can get us a win, and we'll have a nice flight home today. Yeah, let's do it. And then we'll party like it's 1999. Like it's 1999. On That's right. Great you, job, Trey Littlefield, our sidekick here today.